1: the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit
0: River. And I am podcasting from the traditional, unceded territory of the Algonquin and Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our Taste Test episode, where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think.
1: And on this episode of the Taste Test, we sample, actually, Siggy samples, (laughs) (laughs) Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And I have to say, spoiler warning, so if you have not watched this press pause now and go to our next episode and return when you have. For me,
0: I haven't been able to watch this. What do you mean you haven't? (laughs) Like, I'm going to be spoiling for you. Are you going to be okay with this?
1: I'm going to be fine by it. I'm going to be, I have general idea of what happened in this feature film with Imu Lee. But Sigs, like, I tried to actually book tickets for this and I couldn't get tickets here in the GTA or at least in my part of the GTA. And it was like, What do you mean sold out? What do you mean sold out? And then when they would release more tickets, it was like I was outbeat by, I don't know, like bunches and bunches of people. So... Unfortunately, we were supposed to do a double taste test for this, but here we are. This,
0: right? is, <laughs> this is like live. I'm like, what, what do you mean? I'm, I feel sort of lonely. I mean, I'll, I'll still I do know. It, I'm so like, sorry to not accompany you on
1: this okay. particular journey, but you know all what? Right. Like, it's okay. We'll I'm be okay. still happy to kind of be your guide right. and kind of get through and kind of ask all, all right. the, the necessary <laughs> questions and stuff like that. Oh, pare <laughs> I'm it's so right, sorry. Karina, let, I'm leaving you. Let's
0: do this. Let's do this. Okay, let's
1: do it. Let's do it. Okay, so tell me, what did it taste like? Love it, hate it, why, all of that stuff. I don't think you could have hated this, but yeah, what yeah. did it take? Okay, like?
0: I had a hard time thinking of what my analogy be, would be with food, and I just went to the basics. Like, I love m ms I'm treating the Marvel franchise as M&M's. And what I love about m ms it's my fave candy, and I know I'm Canadian, I know we have Smarties, which is just as good, but I was always, every time going to the movie theater, you know those bags of M&M's that used to be bigger than... Like, it's just a small pack. So I was like, oh, I would really love to have one of those being a little kid. they wouldn't. My parents would be like, that's too much sugar. But now that you have it, it's so much better. It's tasty. It's crunchy. But what M&M's does, like, they've added so many flavors. So I would compare this to, like, M&M's, but, you know, with the peanut butter inside. Keeping me wanting more and more. I loved it. But mm-hmm. I did have some issues, but we'll talk about it as this progresses. We'll talk about that. Yes. Ooh, I'm intrigued, oh, yes.
1: Sigs. I gotta hear more. Yeah. So, tell us, was it worth the pop culture calories, despite whatever, maybe, things you have to say later on? Yes,
0: like, I was wanting more. This was my pandemic movie experience. Right. And worth- wait. Now, I'm not counting the fact that I took my children on Sunday morning <laughs> to Paw Patrol the movie, which, my kids were angels, they sat, we had spaces, we had masks on, it was great. Nice. Under- the last movie I saw in the theater was Bad Boys 3... Ray Leith I love you honey I know you have just guessed on the podcast That was the last movie We saw Very disappointing We had pandemic hit And even when you And I were talking In August I'm like oh my god I haven't been in A movie theater This was the great Wait for September 3rd Was fantastic right. Got tickets at 1030 at night By myself I went to the movie theater I sat in a row By myself And I think there was Maybe like 20 other People in the theater And I loved it. It was well worth it. And like right now, as we speak, it's still the number one movie. It created a a big haul, like fantastic for Daniel uh, Cretton, the whole Marvel franchise, us as Asians. We'll talk more about it. But it was. Yes, it was. As I say this and I'm waving my hands erratically, I'm like, my God, it's so weird that my queen didn't get to see it. (laughs) I know. I'm so like, I'm actually
1: really sad that I didn't get to see it yet. Listeners, what you need to know is that in our retreat, we kind of planned out practically three quarters of the season and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, we're going to watch it. And it was just like, I couldn't get in. But
0: that's a good thing. It's like, oh my God, I'm being
1: being denied and stuff like like that. But actually, that also means that at some point I'm going to check in in one of our main episodes and tell you what I thought. Which is great. And so so we'll have a bit of a redux moment with respect to Shang-Chi at that point. So tell our listeners, what did
0: it remind
1: you in the pop culture buffet and landscape?
0: I don't mean to be so on the nose on these two items. The Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'll be honest with you. The meeting mm. of the parents, Shang-Chi's parents, Wu and Li, it was gorgeous. It was mm. dramatic. It was beautiful. I wanted more of this choreographed artistry in this magical place where they're fighting each other. And It was a dance. It was a beautiful dance. Like, wonderful beyond. I think you would have been like, oh, my God, I wish there was more focus on this. Not that I'd, I didn't want to go to the Shang-Chi story, but Wu, his father played by Tony Leung and Li, oh. Fala Chen, Gorgeous fight scenes and challenging without... Not that it was violent. It was just like a ballet. It it was gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that. Like some of the pre-press that I saw, they really talked about the physicality needed to actually do this particular film and the type of balletic moves that indeed had to be portrayed, and that you needed to not only just have fight sequences, but they really needed to look that much more artistic and dance like as compared to previous movies in the, in the franchise. It was so.
0: like that. And I do remember when Crouching Tiger came out, and you and I actually dissecting scenes from it about it being that, ballet and like that, yeah. look at Ping had choreographed and stuff. I was thinking of that. The other thing that really stuck out with me, the soundtrack. Now, the yes. Black Panther soundtrack was fantastic. It really focused on black artists and the study of African culture and the beats. Mm. The soundtrack is on repeat on my phone, and my kids are like, what are you mm, listening to? Lovely. I'm listening to it. So 88 Rising is provides and celebrates Asian creatives. It's like a collective, especially in the music, no matter where you're from. These creative outlets for Asian Americans across the United States, 88 and Rising was part of the development of the soundtrack. And like you had people like Anderson Park did Fire in the Sky, which played along the credits. Swali Jenny Aiko, In, in the Dark, Every Summertime by Nikki. I think Nikki wasn't given like parts of the movie. They would talk about the feelings of the movie. So in her lyrics, she's talking about being in San Francisco and talking about going to church. And even if you watch the videos, you see Alan, the sweet little boy, Alan Kim, from Minari's in the video, two mm. versions of the video where he's listening to with his dad about the music and the grooving to the music. All the creatives on this soundtrack had to emulate those feelings, and it was wonderful. Like, Fire in the Sky was really great. Like, Anderson .Paak is just hot right now, the R&B with it. Like, it's just great hypnotic beats. And even the sense where 88 and Rising had Simu Liu sing a song about— Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know and that. And it's about his grandparents, and this is a bit of a sidebar. I think his grandparents. one of his grandparents died oh. during filming, and he wasn't told. Until oh. he came back. And he was talking about, right. I think he's, he's talking about going up with them for soup and sharing soup. So fantastic soundtrack, Kuya. You'd love it. Put it on Spotify. It's super great. Yeah. Hypnotic. And I think what Marvel does at the end of the movie, when you have the credits being shown, especially with the main characters, you either have in Black Panther, you had drum beats and like it was little pieces yeah. of sand. In Shang-Chi, it was like w- visions of water playing right. with fire in the sky. So you'd see like a uh, simul. In like watered bodies and stuff, it was just fantastic. Like those were the two things that the choreography, the soundtrack, like I was down for it. Right on point. What else did you appreciate about So? The main story is like this part of this Asian diaspora being seen. A young Asian American beholden to his family Mm. lineage. And expectations has to grow into his own person. That's what it's like. That's the through line. But what you would have appreciated, and you're probably going to tell me, is the small things in the movie. There's a breakfast scene with Aquafina's family. She's Katie. They both come in. Shang-Chi comes in. He quickly slips out of his shoes to go inside. Right. (laughs) Katie's responding in English to her grandmother. Shang-Chi's responding in Chinese. And they're talking about food at a table and expectations. like this like normal talking and stuff like that is part of our culture whether type asian like you have that in all the culture and people talking about settle down have a job are you are you guys dating are you together (laughs) it was great like i think i appreciated that there is a setup for more stories where did the rings come from and best stingers on earth kuya you got some good stingers i was waiting i'm like i'm not leaving the credits yes i was certainly rewarded you will be too right I want to see... They talk about Shang-Chi being an assassin, which is very similar to the Marvel tome, but they don't really talk about it. He says he goes out for his first kill, but you don't hear about it, right? right? Right, The other thing are the other actors. Tony Leung playing Wenwu, the father, his eye can act the F out of anything. Mm, it is not yes. the antagonist. He is not the villain. There is chemistry with him being yes. the father. This is an interesting take on an antagonist. This is a father who's sad and broken. This is someone who wants to claim back find his wife, and find a way back to his children. Even though he's part of the Ten Rings and part of the mastermind behind all this, and those who are Marvel fans, you are going to be greatly rewarded with like the inside Easter eggs and stuff, especially with characters that pop up. It was a great way of saying antagonist, and I say that in quotation marks, that he wasn't a villain. He was trying to sort things out with family, and his main goal was to get the the spirit back of his wife. And he had to use his children, Shang-Chi and his sister, mm. played by Manger Seng, who's fantastic for it. I have an issue. What's though, the issue? And this is the issue. I'd like to bring it up. And I would like to credit our friend Tara, who had seen the movie also, and she brought it up. And yes. she quite, was very mad about it, and I understand. So in Marvel history, you have amazing outfits by the heroes, right? You know, Captain America has blue, right. red, white. Iron Man has the suit. My friend Tara said, Why, 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 why? And I'm quoting her, why was he wearing sweats and sneakers? I said, Okay, yes. listen. Shang outfit, that's even the Lego piece I have, it's red because it's made out of dragon scales. It's very protective, very mystical. Mm. That's supposed to protect him and all this stuff. Tara's like, I'm not buying it. He's wearing sneakers. It looked like he was just around the house. Like, I want something flashy. I want something that. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> you can be mad about it. I thought he looked comfortable. But she was just like, the counterpart <laughs> was the outfit. She got really, really mad. And I almost said, Do you want me to call you when Kuya Jez and I do this taste test? She's like, No. I just <laughs> yes. want you to see the outfit. Because look at everyone else. You look awesome and flashy, but like you can't even get, like give Sumu a nice outfit. I go, It wasn't a bad outfit. Like, it just. She wanted more punch. Hey, I liked like, it.
1: What's wrong with a comfy superhero, <laughs> yeah. right? I guess in and some ways. And he stole
0: those kicks. I know Simi Liu like had an interview. the guy stole these kicks, and they look super comfortable. I could fight in those <laughs> kicks. I'm all if we're all about that. That's yeah, hey. I don't have a problem with that. You know, <laughs>
1: maybe he will have like a Spider-Man moment. You know, in and some maybe he'll ways where you, he yeah. will eventually get his uniform or his and the rings, man. The rings, the man. The
0: rings but, are the ones that are gonna fight. So I mean, come on. Well, what's the rush? What's the rush? And
1: maybe that unto itself has a story to be told, you know, in some ways, absolutely. So, tell us, would you sample it again, Absolutely,
0: hands down. I can't wait. And you know what's even better? If you are a Disney Plus subscriber November 12th Mm -hmm. to celebrate the opening of the Disney Plus channel, it will be streaming. Of course it will be. It's (laughs) streaming, and I was like, it's not even, you don't have to pay extra because it's making lots of money now. Good on them. They're going to have it streaming as November 12th, so I'll be watching it for sure. For sure.
1: And hopefully I'll have watched it on
0: the big screen before before November, right? At that point. So, to whom would you recommend it? Well, I would add it to anyone for the Marvel repertoire, like you and I love it. We're in there. I'm only cautious, and this is the other thing I didn't bring up, but I was Aquafina, I love she was in there, and then all of a sudden this dragon comes, and I was like, if she's gonna start talking as Sisu, oh no, I'm not happy. But she didn't. It was just a mystical You have to suspend it. I know that some people are like, oh, it's I think there's more to the story. and I think that's what, yes, I think that's what they want. There's a lot more. It blew the last Marvel movie release out of the water. No offense to Black Widow. The end credits were mm. great, and it's a wink because the director has a link to previous superheroes, and I'll leave it at that, right. But, I love it. Uh, yes, uh, if you want another Marvel, I saw it in three D. Like it was gorgeous. It was fantastic looking, like and representation that we wanted to see. And it's making money, so it's it's good to see. You know, people think that oh, what happens if this isn't successful? I mean, it's successful, and that's great. We still need to make more stories. This, it doesn't stop there, right? Yeah, there should get to a point to you know, with respect to
1: representation where it doesn't matter if it's a bad film. I think so. And it's just another bad film, right? It's like, we just aren't there yet. And there's sometimes unfair pressure on films. I think if you came away with a grin on your face, and listeners, you can't see this, but, you know, City Throughout had a grin on his
0: face talking about this particular taste test. I think that's what matters, Absolutely. I mean, how many times did we have to weather through Daredevil, Elektra, and all those crappy movies? But it doesn't (laughs) mean Marvel stopped, right? So assuming like marvel left the door open there's tons of stories to tell and it will include these two as one character said welcome to the circus uh, they got their invitation for sure and I, and that's a quote direct I quote wait. Well,
1: i can't wait to say it myself and that really is a beautiful way to end off this particular taste test so
0: sigs take us out. if you have any comments questions concerns and suggestions for future taste tests it's season four let us know Email us at hollow, hollow at gmail.com. The hollow hollow podcast is available where you can get all podcasts. <laughs> Rate us and leave a review. We're on Twitter. Our handles at hollow hollow pop and on Instagram at hollow hollow pop culture.
1: Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by sheltering and we'll see all of you guys again real soon.
0: See you soon.